Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing. Testing. Um, hello and welcome to the new people. Welcome back to the old reliables. Um, Shabbat Shalom. I hope your day is going well. It is the Sabbath, um, the 29th of April. My, how time flies. I have, um, an announcement before I do, um, this lesson, this um, scriptural lesson to Shemuel. Um, Wednesday, I think I pronounced the man's name wrong, um, that I was um, clarifying what he was saying. Um, if I didn't pronounce it wrong, then that's fine because I didn't listen to my Wednesday lesson yet. I told you I've been very busy, so I just uploaded it. But when I did the lesson, there were people here. So they said, oh, the lesson sounds fine. So I just trusted that the lesson was fine. So um, if I said his name wrong, I think I called him um, McNeil. But that's not his name. Um, it's Mr. McCoy. I'm not going to say the whole name. But um, if I called you Mr. McNeil, sorry, I blended both of your names together, like your whole name. Um. And I will just call you Mr. McCoy. Again, I apologize. I know you listen. Um, but I upload his stuff because um, I believe that his stuff is valid. And I appreciate everyone that I upload. When I upload somebody's stuff, I respect their stuff. I appreciate their stuff. If it needs um, something to be added to it, I will do that. Um, again, I have my ears to these platform streets, many platforms. And um, I want to say this too. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of conviction to get on a platform and to dedicate yourself to making sure people get the best treatment, uh, make the best decisions and uh, live their best lives. Because I think that, Pretty much that's what people do. Um, now, I'm not saying everybody, but for the most part, the typical person wants to get up and make life better for somebody else. I mean, um, that's what I see when I go to various platforms. I'm not saying everybody's platform because some people just want to be trolls. Okay. Some people just want to be monsters. Some people are uh, keyboard gangsters. Some people are a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the average humble people who are looking at the world and saying, 
I want this world to be a better place. There's some things that I know that I would like to share. And those are the uh, platforms that I look at. Um, these people are, um, to me, I have to say, they are um, people who really want to help. Um, and they're watching everything go down, just like I'm watching everything go down. So um, that's why I upload various uh, things to my platform when they are what I feel uh, beneficial to other people. So again, Mr. McCoy, I apologize if I botched up your name. And um, that's that. Now I'm going to move forward and we're going to do this um, two Samuel or second Samuel um, outline number four. And this consists of chapters 10 through 12. So it's 10, 11, and 12. As we move forward with um, two Samuel slash two Samuel, um, we are learning things not only um, about the children of Israel and their um, choices to not listen to the Most High, but we're also learning about the first kings. Now, remember the first king was Shaul, and now we have David. So we are still moving forward with the saga of David now. The torch has been passed simply because Shaul did not listen. Now, I want to say this before I um, move on. If you notice, King Shaul, in the beginning, he was uh, adhering to the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. The Most High said, once you listen to my Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, and you be in my will, which is my word, which is the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, you're going to look good. You're going to feel good. You're going to live a long life. You're going to have a prosperous life. You're going to do all that. That's a part of the blessings and the curses. When you don't listen to me, the opposite is going to happen. Adversity is going to chase you down until you die. That's what the blessings and the curses are of Deuteronomy 28. So we will see this in the scriptures. The scriptures are so fully packed with all kinds of information. When the Ruach is dealing with you, you're going to be able to deal with every nuance that every chapter of every book will bring to the reader and the listener when the Ruach is dealing with you. Because in this, in these chapters that I read, when I uh, say my commentary and stuff like that, it's because I've been reading these and the Ruach is dealing with me. You can feel, you can experience the depth of the um, individuals who lived in that days, in those days back then, and uh, what their characters were like. So it's definitely, these scriptures are definitely meant to teach you something, to inspire you for correction, just like the scriptures say. So I'm hoping with every um, outline that I do, with every... Um, food for thought message with every daily lesson with every um every lesson scriptural jewels everything i hope that you are learning something regarding um the scriptures the people in the scriptures and their progeny today because there's a lot of lies out there um people asleep people are bamboozled um, distractions are everywhere and it's 
we are living in a time of awakening. We are also living in a time of uncertainty. We are in the last cycle of the book. Okay. We are in the last part of the book in the last cycles when, um, Yeshua is supposed to come back. So, um, this is something important that we should know. So with that being said, I am going to start. All right. I'm going to discuss the highlights. The highlights for chapter 10 are David's messengers sent to comfort Hanan, the son of Naash. Hold on. I got to get my glasses. Are villainously treated. The Ammonites strengthened. Oh, I'm sorry. That's one through five, uh, six through 14. The Ammonites strengthened by the Syrians are overcome by Joab at Abishai. Uh, verses 15 through 19. Shobach making a new supply of the Syrians at Helam is slain by David. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are reading from the Amplified Bible simply because it's in regular language. Every once in a while, I'm going to botch up somebody's name. Just letting you know. Um, and I want to say something else too. These are not regular names. Now, even though I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, these are Hebrew names, and these are different various um, nations' names, like Assyria and um, other names, the Ammonites and Syrians and um, et cetera, et cetera. So th these are not European names. These are not African names. These are not um, different other country names. These are specific names, even though the names have been changed by the people who took the books. Just know they're not regular names. Okay. Now, chapter 10, Ammon and Aram defeated. Now it happened later that Naash, the king of the Ammonites died and his son, Hanan became king in his place. Get my, get my pen. Then David said, I will show you kindness, Hanan, the son of Naash, just as your father did to me. Now, remember, I already told you the Ammonites and um, Yasharel, they are distant cousins by um, Lot. Understand that, know that. So David sent a letter along with some of his servants to console Hanan in regard to his father's death. And David's servants came into the land of the Ammonites. But the prince of the Ammonites was suspicious and said to Hanai, their Lord. That's why we don't call the most high Lord. Do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent comforters to you? You see how they, um, now David, I already told you, David is a man He's a very charismatic man and he is of, of good character, but there's always somebody that I call devil's advocates. There's always somebody that's going to be in somebody's ear 
with something negative. So this is what they're doing. It, David came to this man with a humble heart. That's what David does. And these um, people are being devil's advocates, just throwing negativity in somebody's ear when David didn't show nothing but kindness to this um, Ammonite king. David understands the lower statutes, precepts, and commands. That's why he did what he did. Um, a part of those 613 laws is to um, respect people and respect your brethren. These are Yasharel's cousins, even though the Most High is dealing with them. David is adhering to the laws of the most high. This is why he was able to stay where the Philistines were when Shaul was um, coming after him. This is why he was able to stay with the Ammonites because um, Ammonite, yeah, Ammonites, um, because he had respect for them. Okay. The wars back then wasn't like the wars here. Now they not the same. Okay, different types of people, different types of thinking, etc. Okay. Has David not sent his servants to you in order to search out the city and spy it out to overthrow it? This is what these people are throwing in this king's ear. So Hanan took David's servants and shaved off their beards. Now, now Hanan is um, reacting to what these devil advocates are saying to him, putting these bugs in his ear, negative bugs in his ear. And now he's reacting and cut off their robes in the middle as far as their hips and sent them away. So now he just totally disrespected David's um, servants that went to offer olive branches then David, when David was informed, he sent the messengers to meet them before they reached to Jerusalem. For the men were greatly ashamed and humiliated. Yes, because at that time they wore robes, um, tunic type robes. They kind of wear that. Um, and I want you to think about this. They kind of wear that today in, um, in India. And they wear it in uh, the Middle East. They call it the Middle East today. But they wear those long robes. So that's what they was wearing back then. That's what men were wearing. So um, they, the men um, that was ashamed and humiliated came back to David and said, stay at Jericho. And excuse me. And the King David says, stay at Jericho until your beards grow and then return because shaving off your beard was uh, disrespectful. Then the Ammonites saw that they had become an object of hatred to David simply because of what they did to David's um, men. Like where was the animosity? There was no animosity. They created it. They sent word and hired Syrians at Beth Rehob and the Syrians of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers. Hold on. Hold on one minute. And the king of Mecca with 1,000 men and the men of Tob with 12,000 men to fight for them. Then David heard about it. See, they just do. 
They're doing too much. They're doing too much. They're causing the problems. David tried to reach out to these people. And the king's son who died, who uh, gave David, uh, they were friends. And now when the king dies, his son is listening to people that are telling him that David doesn't mean him any good, which is a lie. So now this king is starting trouble listening to his people when this was not even the case, excuse me, concerning David. So now it's time for war. It's just, it doesn't make sense at all. But anyway, they pick they uh, hire Syrians to fight David. For what? Because David came and asked him, was he all right? Did he need help? This is the nonsense. This is the devil right here. When David heard about it, he sent Joab and the entire army, the strong and the brave men. The Ammonites came out and lined up for battle at the entrance of the city gate. But the Syrians of Zobah and Roab Rehab, excuse me, Rehab, Rehab, and the men of Tob and Maka were stationed by themselves in a field. Now, when Joab saw that the battlefront was against him in the front and in the rear, he selected some of all of the choice men of Yasharel and set them to battle formation to meet the Syrians. But he placed the rest of the men in the hand of his brother Abishai, and he placed them in battle formation to meet the Ammonites. Joab said to Abishai, if the Syrians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will help you. Be courageous and let us show ourselves courageous for the benefit of our people in the cities of the Most High. And may the Most High do what is good in his sight. So Joab and the people who were with him approached the battle against the Syrians. They call, they're actually called Armenians, but um, I'll just say Syrians because they keep um, switching the words, but it's Syrians. And they fled before him. When the Amorites, Ammonites, excuse me, saw that the um, Syrians fled. They also fled before Abishai and entered the city. So Joab returned from battling against the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. When the uh, Syrians saw that they were defeated by Yasharel, they gathered together, had that Dazar sent word and brought out the Syrians who were beyond the river Euphrates. And they came to Helam and Shobak, the commander of the army at Hadadazah, led them. When David was informed, he gathered all Yasharel together and crossed the Jordan, which is, they call it the Jordan, but it's Jordan, and came to Helam. Then the Syrians assembled in battle formation to meet David and fought against him. But the Syrians fled before Yasharel and David killed 700 Syrians, charioteers and 40,000 horsemen and struck Shobak, the commander of the army, and he died there. When the king's servant Hadadazah saw that they had been defeated by Yasharel, they made peace with Israel and served them. Look. I'm, I'm going to say something in a minute. 
So the Syrians were afraid to help the Ammonites anymore. Now, let's just see. The problem is they started with Yasharel. And they thought that they was going to bully Yasharel. And why did this start? Why did this little piece of uh, nonsense start? Simply because somebody put a bug in the king's ear, meaning somebody says something negative about David and they lied. They lied. They bid false, false witness and told uh, that king of the Ammonites that David was coming to do all this stuff to him. And that wasn't true. David came with a humble heart. You see how things happen? That's against the law to lie and to slander people. I'm going to point out all the laws because the things that we do, we don't even think that it's against the law, statutes, precepts, and commands. So naturally, we're going to say, oh, yeah, we don't have to listen to the laws when we never listen to them anyway. Never. So what the Ammonite king did, he listened to somebody who slandered somebody. Okay. He, they slandered David by telling the king, oh, David don't really care about you. He's just coming here to look at the... Um, Look at what's going on over here so he could conquer you, which was not true. David came with a humble heart, asked him, would you like me to help you in any way? Then uh, he sent, uh, David sent his servants with an olive branch, metaphorically, and um, they cut off the beards and cut their um, their um, tunics what or their robes off. If they cut their robes off where the uh, the top of the legs are, the, uh, as far as their hips go, they didn't have no clothes on under that. Because I don't believe they had undergarments and underwear and all of that stuff. So they actually was just totally disrespected them. So that caused a war. This is how uh, people could be. And unfortunately, testosterone does this. It's always a man that's going to come out here and start doing stuff like this because that testosterone gets away with them. I'm not saying that these people are bad or good, but um, your testosterone and your um, your ego come into play uh, when the devil's dealing with you. Mm -hmm. That's what he uses. So that's something that we need to know. Okay, so now we're on. Chapter 11, and here's the highlights. Hold on. Okay. I'm writing when I say hold on because I, I always like to make my notes. Okay. Um, here's the highlights. Um, verses uh, 1 through 5. Uh, while Joab besieges Rabbah, David commits adultery with Bathsheba. <laughs> this with that. We can make it. We can make it on some. Commits adultery with Bathsheba. Uh, verses 6 through 13, Uriah sent for by David to cover the adultery, would not go home. Uh, 14 through 17, he carries to Joab the letter of his death. Um, 18 through 25, Joab sends the news thereof of David. Um, 26 and 27, David takes Bathsheba to wife. Okay, now, let me say this before I read this. I already told you David is of good character. David is a humble man. David understands the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. David had the source, meaning the Most High's favor, from the Most High, which was taken off of Shaul. In order to be the king of Yasharel, you have to have a special something, something. Think about the kings today. 
I mean, there's laws in kingdoms, even though a specific king doesn't really rule today, but there's laws in special in different kingdoms, kingdoms, excuse me. And um, usually the head of state is the king. This is if they have a kingdom. The head of state is the king and, and the family of the king. And then they have their court. And then they have their foot soldiers and whatever else. Just like certain governments have their um their setup that they can rule a kingdom. Now, think about Yasharel, because Yasharel is a different animal, honey. Yasharel is a set apart animal, just like the most I said, they're a particular people. They're set apart people simply because they don't listen to nobody. They are headstrong. They are stiff neck. All of them. This is why you can't get five or six of them in a room because they won't agree. They'll be fighting all over each other. They don't listen to each other. Somebody else's ice is colder. This is how the children of Israel are. So if the most high is electing somebody, a king, you know, he has to put a special um, favor on them because they're not going to listen to him. The children's not going to listen to them. Period. It happened with Moses, um, Yahshua, and um, now the first king, but he um, transgressed and the Most High took his favor off him. And now it's happening to David. Now, um, I say that to say they have the special uh, favor on them. They have favor on them. So um, with this favor, the Most High makes sure that everything that needs to be done gets done. Okay. When the favor's not on them, nobody listens to them and their whole family gets killed. You already know this by Shaul. And this is going to happen to a lot of the kings. This is what I mean. Um, the Most High puts a special favor on them. And when they transgress, the Most High takes the favor off. And I say this to say, David is a man of courage. He is a man of conviction. He is a man of good character. All of that David is, but he's still a man. You understand? In the New Testament, the Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, says to stay full. For those people who don't understand what stay full is, stay full of the Most High's word. Stay full of the Most High's law, statutes, precepts, and the commands. Stay full of all the tools that the Most High gives you because if you are caught off guard in any way, that means you're not full. If you're not full of the Most High's word um, and walking in his favor, you give way, even if it's a micro miller inch, even though there's no, that's no such thing. But if, if there's any way that the devil could slip in any way, he will. And we're going to see this when I read this, um, when I read this chapter, we are going to see this. I already told you, David was considered a quote unquote, good man. Um, he was humble. He was faithful. He was obedient but he wasn't full. He's still a man. He was not full. And this is what I mean. Uh, this is why the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands are in play. Because the Most High knows that you're going to stumble. You're down here on earth. And you're still in this flesh. And this is what I said. So if anybody thinks that they could just get by with faith, they don't have true faith. It's not there. That's an illusion. It's an illusion. And I'm not, I'm not going against the scriptures because even Yahshua says it. He says, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain into the sea. If you have faith of the mustard seed, um, you could do many things. I don't see that and neither do you.
You have to be humble enough to say, yes, we're doing the best we can on this earth. We're going to do the best we can, but we're going to stumble. And the most high knows this. That's why the lowest statutes, precepts, and commands are in play. Not so that you could be perfect, but to stay within the confounds of the lines so that you can make it to the next life. That's what it is. Because sin was already here when the children of Israel, um, Abraham came. Sin was already here. When his father came, sin was already here. Sin was here with Adam, the original man from uh, everybody's uh, forefather. That's where sin came into the world from Adam and it never left. This is why the most high put certain rules in place so that it won't go totally left. And this is why in the end days, which we are in, the most high said, I'm going to shorten the days because if I don't shorten the days, all flesh will be corrupted. Remember, you a little light inside this flesh. The flesh, if you don't beat it down and stay on top of it at all times, it's going to do something it's not supposed to do. That's just the way it is. This is why I say you have to know who you are and who you belong to. This way you will have the roadmap. This is me. I'm not a flesh bag. I'm not somebody who just came into this world and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to die and be no, not heard of ever again. That's not who I am. Once you know who you are and who your creator is, who um, who you are and who um, you belong to, you belong to the creator. Then you are going to try to fly right. You're going to try to do better. You're going to be more respectable. You're going to be more responsible. Are you going to be perfect? No, because no flesh is perfect. That's why this flesh is not going to the next life, period. There's so much layers to this. It's not just words. People have to understand what this means. And a lot of people don't because the Ruach's not dealing with them. This is not just carnal um, babble. <laughs> this is not just carnal stuff. And people don't get it. This is why the average person will keep reading the Bible and don't get nothing. Because the Ruach is not sending its spirit to connect with your spirit to make these words come alive inside your being. That's what it is. They got to come alive in your being. And then you're going to know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. That's when the Ruach is talking to you. This is why the Bible is supposed to do what it's supposed to do. Not the Bible, but you know, the scriptures. It's supposed to reprove reprove it's supposed to reprimand you it's supposed to um, guide you it's supposed to comfort you it's supposed to do all these things but to the average reader it's nothing but words because the ruach hasn't put his spin on you yet he hasn't knocked on the door and supped with you and sat in your spirit and guided you and made these words a part of your spirit it hasn't happened to the average person that's why it doesn't mean anything but when it does start meaning something, this book is going to be more than gold to you. It is. So let me move forward. All right. David. David is of uh, good character. And I have to keep saying it. He is of good character. But the thing is, he's still a fleshly man. Okay. There's a lot of things down here that look good to human beings. There's a lot of good. I mean, there's a lot of things that people want for themselves. And they um, this gets the best of them. It just does. And that's all of us. Okay. Let me start at 11. 
Bathsheba, David's great sin. Mm -hmm. And this is what he's going to do is against the law. I remember there's 613 laws, 10 commands, and then there's statutes and precepts of the most high. Everything the most high says is a statute and a precept. Okay. They can also come in the form of a prophecy. That's how powerful the most high's word is. Okay. Just like it says in John, in the beginning was the word and the word was with the most high and the word was the most high. This is straight up spirit. It's not words. Okay. The word is a spirit. That's what people need to understand. It ain't lip service. And this is what the problem is with humans and how the whole children of Israel, how their whole nation broke down because they refused to listen to the spirit that was guiding them. No, they rather listen to the world that has a wicked spirit. They rather listen to that than the ultimate spirit who is the Alpha and Omega, the father of spirits. They don't want to listen to that. Okay. Because they down here in this world and they corruptible and the devil corrupted this world through Adam. This is what I'm trying to say. It was already here. If the Lord's statute, precepts, and commands wasn't here, sin would already been here because Adam sinned. And it didn't go away until the end of this world because the devil's here, period. Actually, the devil started this stuff because he said, I'm not, I'm not going to glorify man. I'm not going to pray for the man. I'm not going to do nothing because the man is nothing but clay and matter. And I'm fire of fire. That's what the devil said. So it's been a battle since Adam. Okay, so the Most High is trying to keep everybody in line by certain guidelines, moral and ethical guidelines for your own good. That's how powerful these laws, statutes, precepts, and commands are. Okay, they're not just regular rules like a stoplight. Okay, red means stop, yellow means proceed with caution, green means go. That's just basic. These laws, statutes, precepts, and commands are ethical, they're moral, and they are for your own good. That's how powerful they are. Okay, now we're going to start. Then it happened in the spring at the time when the king go out to battle. That's what it says. When the kings go out to battle. Then David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of the fighting men of Yasharel. And they destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Let me stop this. Usually when the king, when there's a war, the king goes out with the um, with the uh, rest of the band of soldiers to fight. But this time, David didn't go. So you know, at this time, at this point, David should have been out there with his men, okay? To encourage his men and get them to have a successful battle. Because that's, that's what motivates them, um, the encouragement of the king. But... He didn't go. So here comes trouble. One evening, David got up from his couch and was walking on the flat roof of the king's palace. And from there, uh, all right, I'm going to say it and then I'm going to say my commentary. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read it again. David got up from his couch and was walking on the flat roof of the king's palace. And from there, he saw a woman, a woman bathing and she was very beautiful in appearance. Now, I'm going to say this. David got up. Something, something made David get up. See, this is what I mean about the devil. 
this is what I mean about the devil. You got to understand what the devil's MO is. And I did do a lesson in regards to the devil's MO method of operation. The devil is the devil. One thing that the devil does what, what is to um, put certain things in place so that they could carry themselves out so that you could sin. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. So picture this. David got up from his couch because he was bored. Maybe, maybe he couldn't sleep. Who knows? But he got up and he went to the top of his roof and started looking out all over his kingdom and just his eyes start wandering and went into somebody's window. Now, I don't believe they had curtains that uh, <laughs> at that time, but he just, his eyes just wandered and all of a sudden it went to somebody's window when they naked in the bathtub. Uh-huh. So, reading it again. David got up from his couch and was walking in uh, the flat roof of the king's palace. And from there, he saw a woman bathing. Now, I don't know how he saw that. But anyway, then she was very beautiful in appearance. David sent word. Now, mind you, this is David's status. David already has a few wives and he has several children. I think probably 14, 12 or 14. I already read that last week. Several wives, not seven, several. Could be four, five, six, seven, eight, not That's several. Um, he has several wives already here. He has multiple children. So now he's on the roof, just da 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 da. Oh, a woman. Yeah, I'm going to peep at her, peeping Tom, watching her bathe naked. Yeah, that's David. You ain't supposed to do that. That's against the law. Anyway, you're not supposed to be looking. One of the laws is you're not supposed to be looking at another man's shame. That's what it is. Don't be looking at another man's wife. Don't look at another husband, um, not another woman's husband. That's what, that's a part of the laws. So right there, he broke a law. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm pointing these laws out. So la, 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 see a woman naked and I'm going to lust after her. That's another, uh, against the law. No lusting after people. So right now he's looking at somebody naked. That's, uh, he, uh, there. And then, um, he's lusting after her. Another man's wife, looking at another man's wife, and now he's lusting after her. I already talked about this before um, in one of my lessons. You can go to the platform library, read it up. Okay, so David sent word and inquired about the woman. Mind you, he knew he knew she was married. He knew. That's why he wanted to inquire to find out what was going on. So David sent word and inquired about the woman, and someone said, it is not Bathsheba, the daughter, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So David's inquiring about this woman that's married, and he peeped at her naked. Married woman, one, uh, one broken law lusting after her two broken laws because he's asking he already knows she's married he just don't know whose wife she is so that's two laws he broke david sent messages to take her three laws he broke when she came to him he laid with her for four laws he broke and when she was purified from her uncleanness meaning having sex she returned to her house more sneaky stuff going on Five laws he broke. Mm-hmm. Then the woman conceived. That means he made her pregnant. Six laws. <laughs> and she sent word to David and said, I'm pregnant. Now, let's just go over this. I already told you. David 
technically is of good character, but he's still a fleshly man. This is why the Most High says stay full at all times. Keep the thief out of your house, meaning out of your thoughts and out of your actions. Because you're a little light that lives in the house of a body. Your thoughts and your actions is what's going to make you chaff or wheat. Understand that and don't forget it. Because people think that they could just have this faith and this and that. And that is not how it is. That, that's, a, uh, that's an illusion. You got to work at this. This is a life's walk. David knew better. David knew better. He knew better. And this is the beginning of the end for David. Now, we already know Shaul had favor and he transgressed the law of the Most High. And now David is going to do it too. This is what he's doing. And all because of the devil. You don't think that was the devil? Yes, it was. The devil set up something that he was so restless that he didn't even go to sleep. He just felt so restless that he had to walk on top of his roof. Now, guess what? If he was in the field fighting the war with the men, he wouldn't be so restless. This is what I mean. Things are set up against us at all times. This is why angels walk with um, angels walk with every human being. Yes. Whether you believe it or not, angels walk with every human being. This is in the, um, the Shepherd of Hermas. Uh, there's a wicked angel and a, a righteous one. They cannot both live in your body, but they're always throwing out stuff so that you can make a decision. The righteous angel throws out stuff so you can make a good decision. And the wicked angel is in cahoots with the devil and they set up uh, situations so you can fall in the pit all the time. We must always stay full. You already know David was of good character, but now look, he's falling and he can't get up. Back to what I was saying. Then David sent word to Joab saying, send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. Now, mind you, this is Bathsheba's husband who loves David and will do anything for him. We're going to keep reading. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was and how the people were doing and how the war was progressing. He should have been there. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet and spend time at home. Now, this is David being cunning and devilish. David already knew that he slept with Uriah's wife. He already knew he lusted after her. He knew it was Uriah's wife and he knew that he got her pregnant. So if she's pregnant back then, David had pregnancy tests, honey. You have to know in your second or third trimester that you pregnant i don't even know whether they uh, had a trimester or how they uh, figured out how they was pregnant i'm not saying they stupid they was very smart because the angels and stuff was guiding them especially yasharel so there was no ig i will say ignorance as in not knowing but there was no ignorance as in senselessness stupidness it wasn't there david was very cunning david was no slouch he wasn't a bozo david knew exactly what he was doing so now he's dealing with Uriah trying to be cunning like the devil. So now he's um, uh, trying to be nice to Uriah, holding him. Woo, woo, woo. What's going on, Uriah? Oh, yeah, Uriah. Yes. We all in this together, Uriah. Go home and comfort your wife. Oh, yes. Now, we don't know how long Uriah has been married to Bathsheba, but I know one of the laws, one of the 613 laws is 
when you are married to your wife, when you first get married to your wife, you don't get, to, uh, you don't go off to war. You get to stay a year with your wife. And then later on, if there's another war or whatever, you, uh, you can go out to war. So that's one of the laws. This is how intricate the laws are. People think that they could bypass the laws, but no, the most high is taking notes everywhere, like the best dictation device anywhere. He got his spirits out there taking notes. So David is vodio doing around and he wasn't supposed to do that. So like I said, David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet and spend time at home. Meaning be with your wife. Oh yeah, cuddle with her, uh, uh, um, consummate with her, do all that. And this is what Uriah said. Well, Uriah left the king's palace and a gift from the king was sent after him. You see all this devilish stuff David's doing? I told you a woman is a, a, a child of Israel's Achilles heel. A man, the sons of Zion, a woman is uh, your Achilles heel, honey. Anyway, but Uriah slept at the entrance of the king's palace. So Uriah didn't go home. So he hasn't been with his wife. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you this. This is what I said the last time when I uh, did this lesson because I did do a lesson and I did read this. David sinned four or five, four or five laws he broke. Four or five laws he broke. I already told you what it was. He's trying to get Uriah to go down to his wife so that he can have sex. Now, I'm gonna tell you what they do to women. This is how strict the most high is. If you're having sex with somebody else that's not your husband or your wife, that can result in your death. So imagine this, Uriah goes, he hasn't touched his wife in about a year, maybe six months, maybe three months, whatever it is, he hasn't touched her. And all of a sudden she's pregnant. Now say it wasn't David's because David is the king. Say it's just somebody else. If uh, Uriah don't kill her dad, himself, because nobody's going to say nothing because a part of the law is not to do that. Don't be a whore. So if, say if he didn't want to kill her, but he was so angry and they needed to know who it was, we don't know whether she was raped. We don't know. Because a lot of times that's what it was. A man will just take a woman. Okay? Acting like a straight up heathen, he'll just take her. A part of those, there's um, different situations for those. There's different laws for those situations. But just say it wasn't David that got uh, Bathsheba pregnant. Just say it wasn't. Once Uriah sees that there is a bun in that oven, He's going to take her if he don't kill her dad, because they're going to want to know why she, uh, what the hell's going on? Is she going to get stoned? Am I just going to hit her in the head with a rock? What's going on? So he may just bring her to the king and find out what's going on. And then she will be stoned to death if she don't be uh, 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 with a javelin in her gut. Yeah, she's going down. But this is the king that did this. And he knew he wasn't supposed to do that. He was breaking the laws. Not only one law, about four or five laws he broke. Because there's 613 and they're very intricate. And the most I said there's 613 laws in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. And then there's commands. So he tried to make them as short as he possibly could in the commands. Not as specific, more vague. Which if you go to somebody who knows the laws, if you go to them. Then they could say, okay, this means this, so don't do it. So you had those people that was over the law, and that's what the um that's what the priests were. 
Those were the ones that kept the law and those were the advisors to the kings because there was never no king without no priest that was a prophet. And that's what this is all about. But David took it upon himself to do whatever he wanted to. Notice there ain't no prophet around. But he's coming as I move on. But Uriah slept at the entrance. Mind you, David told Uriah to go home and spend quote unquote time with your wife. But Uriah was like, nope, I'm not going home. I'm going to sleep at the entrance of the king's palace with the rest of the servants uh -huh, of his lord, King David. And I'm not going to go to my house. This is what Uriah is saying. And then somebody went back and told David. So when they told David, Uriah didn't go down to his house. David said to Uriah, listen to what cunning David did. It just as uh, guilty as sin. He said, have you not just come home from a long journey? Why haven't you gone down to your house? Uriah said to David, the ark of Yasharel and Yahuda are staying in huts. And my Lord, Joab, and his servants of my Lord are camping in an open field, meaning they at war. Okay? So the Ark of the Covenant is in a hut. This is what Uriah is saying. The, uh, the, my brethren's at war. Why should I go to my house and eat and drink and be merry and lie with my wife? So that's what he's saying. He's like this martyr. Everybody's in chaos. Why should I? get to have time with my wife and eat and drink and relax when the uh, kingdom is in chaos. This is what Uriah is saying in regular language. And David in his head is just uh, just biting his nails and just don't know what to do because he already sinned with um, uh, Bathsheba. And this is, I'm still, Uriah is talking. By your life and the life of your soul, I will not do this thing. This is what he's saying to David. Then David said to Uriah, stay here today as well and tomorrow, and I will let you leave. Okay, this is what David is saying to him, still knowing that he was a low down, dirty dog. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next day. Now David called him to dinner and he ate and drank with David so that he made Uriah drunk. Here we go, another tactic. In the evening... Mm-hmm, hold on. And he went down to lie in the bed with the servants of his Lord and still didn't go to his house. You see this? I'm going to tell you this. You see how the devil um, sets up certain situations, even for the saints to fall on the trap. This is why the most high said he's going to shorten the days, because if he didn't, this is what the devil will continue to do. Cause the saints would fall in the trap because they down here on earth. Okay. So the devil set up a trap for David. David fell in the trap. He lusted. He had sex with somebody else's wife. He watched somebody else's some, uh, some other man's skirt. He did all of that. And now he's trying to get Uriah to go to his house and have sex with his wife so there will be no question about the baby that's in her belly. So the next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. I'm going to tell you how dastardly this is. 
He wrote in the letter, put Uriah in the front of the heaviest fighting and leave him so that he may be struck down and die. Let me tell you how low down David got. Now he just got gutter. David got lower than low. David got gutter. Okay. David sent a note with Uriah, who was supposed to go home with his wife, sent a note that of Uriah's death through Uriah to give to um, Joab so that they uh so that um Uriah could die. Is that not low? Is that not the devil? Mm-hmm. Stay full. My suggestion to you at all times. Be on your guard. Stay ready. Mm-hmm. So it happened that Joab was besieging the city. He assigned Uriah to the place where he knew the enemy's valiant men were positioned. This is the nonsense. And the men of the city came out and fought against Joab and some of the people among the servants of David fell. They died. Uriah the Hittite also died. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to say it right now. I don't even want to hold it. This stuff that David did, not only did the devil plant a seed, David is plucking off the tree that flourished from the devil's seed. He's bringing all those leaves in his house that shouldn't be there. Okay. And now something terrible has happened. David washed somebody naked. He shouldn't have. He lusted after somebody by sending somebody to get her. He already knew that she was somebody else's wife. These are all the sins I'm pointing out. He went and had sex with her and sent her back home. Is that not the worst? The audacity of it all. Then he tried to get Uriah to go home to his wife so she could have sex so that nobody will know that the baby that's in her belly is David's. And when he didn't go home because he loved his brethren and wanted to suffer this, you know, suffer with them. He stayed with David. Then David got him drunk, which is another uh, sin, by the way, an uh, ancient one. And then David sent a note to one of his generals to get by Uriah for Uriah to get killed. And then Uriah, um, uh, Joab put Uriah on the front lines where the heaviest war was and he died just because David sinned with Uriah's wife. You see how it rolls down the hill and gets like a snowball, one little piece of snow rolled down the hill and now it's an avalanche. Now David can't get himself out of this one. David is something else. I, and this is a lesson too. The best of us could fall. The best of us can sin. And this is why the laws are in place. The best of us can. The saints, I already said, there's a difference between saint, saints and sinners. It's a fine hairline. It's a hairline. Half the time, you know, people can't even see a, a hair, one, one hair. That's how thin the line is. We are to stay full in the most high's word, in his laws, his precepts, commands, all of that. This is why the most high gives us all these tools. We are to stay in line with the most high at all times. And I'm going to tell you this too. 
The most high knows that flesh is going to sin. You know why? Because flesh is, uh, excuse me, because um, spirit and soul, which is the consciousness, is inside flesh on a wicked earth. That's why. And um, the wickedness that's on this earth is spirit. This is why your battle is not with flesh and blood. It's spirit. And spirits don't sleep. Spirits don't slumber. They don't take vacations. They don't go to the bathroom. They don't take coffee breaks. They don't do none of that. They do their job and they stay on the job. And they do it well. This is why the Most High leaves his children with every tool they could possibly have. It's your job. <clears throat> Excuse me. I already said, do your job. It is your job to stay in the most high's will. That's your job. The most high already knows that you're going to um, mess up. He knows already. That's why he told you before the foundation of the world. He already knows you're going to mess up, but your job is to do the best you can on here. Don't be sneaky. Don't be sly. Don't be doing all the rest of the things that you think that you could get away with. Cause the most high got his spirits taking notes of each and every person that's on this earth that was here from the beginning and to the last person that's here. So that's what people need to understand. David was of good character, but did David sin? Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He sinned. So. Then the man of the city came out and fought against Joab, uh -huh, who, who manipulated and put um, uh, Uriah on the front line. Some of the people among the servants of David fell. I already said this, but I'm going to say it again. Some of the people among the David uh, servants of David fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. Then um, Joab was sent word and informed David that all of the events of war, and he did this purposely, slyly, and he commanded the messenger, when you have finished reporting all these events of war to the king, then if the king becomes angry, excuse me, and he says to you, why did you go so near to the city to fight? Did you not know that they would shoot arrows from the wall? This is um, Joab sending a word to one of the messages to tell the king. Who killed Abimelech, the son of Jerusabeth, Jerusalem? Chef, who is Gideon? Was it not a woman who threw an upper milestone on him from the wall so that he died? And Jebez, Thebez, why did you go so near to the wall? Then you should say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. So this is underlining this is an underlining message that's telling king david yeah we went to the wall uh, uh people died and so did uriah so instead of saying because this is the hidden message of the sin between david and joab yeah we went to the wall and uriah died just like he was told to do by the king which is another sin so the messenger left and he came and told David everything Joab has sent him to report. And the messenger said to David, the men indeed prevailed against us and came out to us in the field. But we were on them and pushed them as far as the entrance of the city gate. 
Then the archers shot at your servants from the wall. Some of the king's servants are dead. And your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. Now in David's head, he's smiling and jumping up and down. That's what he's doing. And in front of this messenger, he got a sad face. Yeah, this is the nonsense. Then David said to the messenger, tell Joab this. Do not let this listen to what David says, honey. I already told you. In David's head, he's jumping up and down, grabbing his hands and like, yes, I got this woman. But in front of this messenger, he's putting on a, a, a fake sad face. And this is what he tells the messenger to tell Joab. And this is the nonsense that goes on between both of them. This is some devilish stuff. So uh, David tells the messenger, says, um, tell Joab this. Don't let this thing disturb you. For the sword devours one side as well as another. You see how they make up this. Um, when somebody sins and they keep sinning, they make uh they make like it's 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 nothing okay they um say to themselves and convince themselves that what they did wasn't wrong that's the devil okay they make excuses for it and this is what david is doing with joab you can't make an excuse for killing somebody david committed so many acts of sin just in this one chapter chapter 11 that it doesn't make no sense okay it's it's terrible what he did so um david continues to say strengthen your battle against the city and overthrow it and so encourage joab when Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband. Now, I'm going to say this. David got Bathsheba pregnant. But in those days, could you really, really do anything against a man that was coming against you? In those days, you couldn't. That's why there's laws against people who um, commit acts with women and overpower women. There's laws against that. So um, the most high's laws. Uriah couldn't do anything. If this man wanted to do anything to her, man being David the king, if he wanted to do anything to her, she wouldn't have a leg to stand on to overthrow him, to go against what he wanted. She didn't have nothing. So she was just a pawn. So yes, she mourned for her husband when she found out he was dead. Like who, what can she do? Really? What can this woman do? Nothing. Even if it was a, well, I don't know if it was a regular man because um, the village could go up and they could just stone the man for doing that. Or they would make the man marry her if she wasn't already married. But um, she was abused by the king. Today, that would be sexual abuse. Okay, a misogynistic man that don't think a woman is anything. And he's just going to use her for what she, uh, for his wiles, for his wiles, he's using her. And, um, ow, excuse me, 
he's using her for his purposes and then he gonna throw her away that is actually happening in the middle east some parts of the middle east honey they just getting these unsuspected women and they just abusing them in every way you think the most high is gonna stand by and let that happen oh no even if they don't get corrected in this life the most high gonna get them mm -hmm. so she mourned for her husband and when the time of the morning is passed, David sent word to have her brought to his house and she became another wife and bore him a son. Now, this is not going to go unpunished. Let me take my water break. Okay. This is not going to go unpunished because David knew better. She became his wife and she bore him a son. But the thing that David has done with Bathsheba was evil. He told you. He told you all the laws he broke. In the sight of the most high. It was evil. It was wickedness. And I already told you how many laws he broke. Now, we are on chapter 12. And here's the highlights. Verses one through six, Nathan's parable of the ewe lamb causes David to be his own judge. Verses seven through 14, David reproved by Nathan confesses his sin and his pardon. 15 through 23, David mourns and prays for the child while it lives. Verses 24 and 25, Solomon is born and named Jedediah. 26 through 31, David takes Rabbah and tortures the people thereof. Now, mm, something fell. Sorry. All right. Nathan rebukes David. Now, let me just say this. All of the things that David did, nobody is going to rebuke David. Nobody's going to tell David he's wrong. Nobody's going to do nothing. When a king, a king is selected. I'm not talking about here. I'm talking about the children of Israel. When a king is selected, the most high searches the hearts to find out what's going on. And uh, according to the children of Israel, he's supposed to know uh, what um be of good character, know what you're supposed to do, know the laws, and be an example. Now, if a regular man would have did what David did, they would have tarred and feathered him, okay? Not really, but you know. They would have stoned him to death, but they didn't do this to David. And really, only a handful of people know physical people, but the Most High sees everything. I don't care if you're in the darkest part of anywhere in, in, the, in the core of the earth, the most high can see you everywhere, everywhere. So here's David's rebuke. And the most high sent Nathan, who is the prophet, to David. He came and said to David, and this is a, um, this is a little vignette, a little story that, um, uh, Nathan is going to tell David. 
There were two men in the city. One was rich and the other one was poor. The rich man had a very large number of flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb. And a ewe lamb is a female lamb, which he had purchased and nourished. And it grew up together with him and his children. It ate his food, it drank from his cup, it laid in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man and to avoid taking one from his own flock, one of the ewe lamb from his own flock or herd to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. He took the poor man's ewe lamb and killed it and prepared it for the guest. David knew what it meant. Then David's anger burned intensely against the man in the story. And he said to Nathan, as the most high lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. Listen to what David says. No one in the back of David's mind, he didn't sat up here and stole somebody woman. Anyway, as the most high lives, the man who has done this will die. This is David saying this. And he shall make restitution for the ewe lamb four times as much as the lamb was worth because he did this thing and he had no compassion. You hear what David said? Did you hear what he said? Then Nathan said to David, you're the man. You're the man. Thus says the most high, the L of Yasharel. I anointed you as king. This is the message from the most high given to uh, David from Nathan. I anointed you as king over Yasharel and I spared you from the hand of Shaul. I also, this is the curse. Okay. I keep stopping, but you need to know um, the most high when the most, when David sinned and I mean, sin on sin on sin, the most high said, I'm going to send the prophet David. And I'm going to get David and I'm going to curse David. So this is the curse that Nathan is coming to tell David. Mm -hmm. Thus saith the most high, the El of Yasharel, I anointed you as king over Yasharel and I spared you from the hand of Shaul. Remember, Shaul could have killed him many times, but the most high spared him. I also gave you your master's house and put your master's wives into your care and under your protection and I gave you the house of royal dynasty of Yasharel and Yahuda. and if it had been too little for you I would have given you much more why have you despised the word Lord statue priest in command of the most high by doing evil in his sight now the word of the most high is his laws one of the laws is do not lust after people. Another law is don't look at another man's shame, which is another man's wife or another uh, woman's husband. Okay. In a compromising way, naked. No lusting. Don't look at other people naked. Don't have sex with somebody else's wife. Don't kill. Okay. And then hide it. All this low down dastardly things that um, David did, the Most High is getting ready to put his hammer down on David. Okay. Why have you despised the word of the Most High by doing evil in his sight? You have struck down 
Uriah, that's don't do not kill. You have struck down uh, Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You have taken his wife to be your wife. <laughs> oh my, oh my. You think the most high don't know what you're doing? You think he doesn't know the nonsense that you do? You have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Here it comes. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house. This is the most high saying this. Uh-huh. David thought he got away with something and he did not. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from your house, David, because you have despised me. And I'm just going to say this, just like Yahshua said it, the most I said in the Old Testament, the uh, the uh, the New Testament says from Yahushua, who is Yahuwah in the flesh, if you love me, keep my laws. If you love me, keep my word. When did that go away? Never. So he's saying in the Old Testament to David, you have despised me because he broke the law. So you despise the most high who put the laws in. You despised them and you went and you killed somebody and you lusted after somebody and you had sex with somebody and you looked at them naked. Oh yeah, all those laws broken, stepped on by David and he knew better. So the Most High said, a sword shall never depart your house. That means all kinds of turbulence is going to be in his house. And it is. Don't mean that the Most High don't love David. Okay, think of your children. When you told them X, Y, and Z and you tell them this all the time and they turn around, and do what you told them not to do. What you going to do? Think about that. I'm going to say it again. Now, therefore, the sword shall never apart from your house because you have despised me and has taken the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, to be your wife. Thus saith the Most High, behold, I will stir up evil against you from your own household. And he is. Oh, yes. The Most High is going to do it, honey. The Most High is going to get David mm -hmm, and break his heart into pieces. Okay, behold, I will stir up evil against you from your own household and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your companion. And he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. Indeed, you did secretly, but I will do this before all Yasharel and in broad daylight. You hear the Most High? The Most High is not playing with us. David said to Nathan, here we go. Tiny violins, just like Shaul said, I have sinned. <laughs> Tiny violins strumming in the background, fake tears, crack a doll. This is what David's doing. I've sinned against the most high. Uh-huh, he knew he sinned before. But now that the most high is giving it to him now, he's so sorry. That's what these men, that's what men and women and people, everybody, this at this day and age, this is what they do. They know what they're doing is wrong. The masses that do wrong, they don't care. All the narcissists, oh no. They don't think about the repercussions and the um the consequences behind the thing. And this is what David did. And Nathan said to David, the most high also has allowed your sin to pass without firm further punishment. You shall not die because, um, yeah, just like uh, uh, the Most High told Shaul, oh, yeah, you're going to die. Mm -hmm, you're going to die. So now the Most High is telling David, you're not going to die. But I'm going to stir up evil against you 
and the sword is never going to depart from your house, David. So now he's going to be living in fear. <laughs> he's going to be living in um, anguish. He's going to be uh, having heartache, all of that. All that stuff going to come upon David, but he ain't going to die. Nevertheless, because you, excuse me, nevertheless, because by this deed you has you have given a great opportunity to the enemies of the Most High to blaspheme the Most High. Uh huh. Because you're supposed to be an example, David. And look at what you're doing. And that's what uh, continues to go on with the children of Israel too. You supposed we supposed to be examples. And what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to read it. Nevertheless, because by this deed, you have given a great opportunity to the enemies of the most high to blaspheme the most high. The son that is born to you shall certainly die. The most high said, oh, no, you ain't going to have no child, honey. This baby that's in uh, Bathsheba, he's dead. Walk, he ain't even walking. He's dead. Just like the most high said, um, who is Yeshua in the New Testament? Let the dead bury the dead. Now on this physical plane, on this time and space continuum here, they still walking and, and doing whatever. But the Most High is not talking about this no more because he already did this before the foundation of the world. He's on a new life already. So he's not even thinking about the walking dead because there's literally walking dead people here. Because those who are not saints in the second flock, they dead. Mm -hmm. Take that higher information. Okay. Back to what I was saying. So the baby's going to die. Then Nathan went back to his house. Bye, David. The Most High struck the child that Uriah's widow bore to David. And he was very sick. David, therefore, appealed to the Most High for the child to be healed. And David fasted. Hold on. Trying to get this paper so I can read it. Okay. And went in and laid all night on the ground. I, <laughs> the most high don't care if you stayed on your hands and did a handstand all night. He don't care. He said what he said. Sorry about that. All right, so he um, went in and laid all night on the ground. The elders of the household stood by him in the night to lift him up from the ground, but he was unwilling to get up and he wouldn't eat food with them. Then it happened on the seventh day that the child died, just like the Most High said. David's ser servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, while the child was still alive, we spoke to him and he would not listen to our voices. How then can we tell him that the child is dead since he might harm himself or us? <laughs> so you know the servants were scared. <laughs> Ow. But when David saw that his servants were whispering to one another, he realized that the child was dead. So David said to him, is the child dead? And they said, yes, the child is dead. Then David got up from the ground, washed and anointed himself with oil, changed his clothes and went into the house of the Most High to worship. Then he came back to his own house. And when he asked 
they set food before him and he ate. Then his servants said to him, what is this thing that you have done? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But when the child died, you got up and ate food. David said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I thought, who knows, the Most High may be gracious enough to give me the child and the child may live. But now the child's dead. So why should I continue to fast? This is David saying this. Can I bring him back again? David knew what it was. I will go to him when I die, but he will not return to me. And that's exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to him when you die. So now Solomon is going to be born. David comforted his wife Bathsheba mm -hmm, and went to her and lay with her again. I just added it again, but he laid with her and she gave birth to a son and David named him Solomon. And the most high loved Solomon. The most high loved Solomon. And he went and he sent word through the prophet Nathan and he named him Jedediah. Yeah, that's Solomon's name, Jedediah, even though it's not Jedediah because there's no J's, remember. And that is beloved of the Most High. Okay, that's what the Most High named him. For the sake of the Most High who loved the child, Solomon. Okay, uh, war again. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and captured the royal city. Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah. I have even taken the city of waters. So now assemble the rest of the men and camp against the city and capture it. Or I will take the city myself and it will be named after me. You see, let me just, let me, let me just tell you exactly what's going to happen. Now, when the most High said, he going to send all that stuff to, um, david's house and this is exactly how it's starting to come come together because david's gonna have turmoil for the rest of his life even though he didn't die even though the most i loved him he gonna have turmoil so david gathered all the men together and went to rabba and fought against it and captured it and he took the crown of their king from his head it weighed a talent of gold and it was set in a precious stone and it was placed on David's head. Uh-huh. And he brought the soil out of the city in great mounds. He also brought out the people who were there and put them to work with the swords and the sharp iron instruments and the iron axes. And he made them work at the brickland and he did this to all the Amorite cities. Then David and all the men returned to Jerusalem. Now, that's it for um, 10 and 11 and 12. You see how even people of good character, even people who do everything they can do, they do have... Um, situations that um they can fall 
they can fall. And the fact that we choose things from our free will, we choose fleshly things. This is what we get from them fleshly things. So we got to understand. We have to understand that um, the things that we do, our thoughts and our actions are very important. And that distinguishes us um, between the wheat and the chaff. As we see, David was of good character. But what happened to David? What happened to David? The devil is always um, plotting and scheming and setting traps. That's not to say that the Most High is not testing us. Okay? I'm not saying that everything is the devil. And I never said that. <laughs> never. I said the devil has his wiles here on earth. Okay? This is the devil's domain because the Most High said it. If you're a friend of the earth, you're not a friend of the most highs because the devil is the prince of this air, this air on earth. So yes, the devil is doing all kinds of stuff because he's uh, walking around like a Roman lion seeking who he may devour. Okay? Because the devil does have power, but he doesn't have authority. The most high has to give it to him. So um, with that, we will continue to watch David and how the kingdom is going to be handed from David to Solomon. But that's not without tribulation in David's house. We will continue. I already told you there's a difference between a saint and a sinner. Now, David sinned, but he repented. Okay, that's the difference. So, um... I hope that you learned something today. I hope that your Sabbath is filled with love and support. I hope that you are enjoying one another, meditating on the word of the most high and improving your walk. With that, I say until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. To hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.
Okay. Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.